Hello again, this is Tom Walker from MassAC Unit 1. We are recording episode 14 of our district podcast. Today is Monday, May the 4th, uh, 2020, and we are just going to bring you some highlights on where we sit uh, school year status-wise, um, uh, things in regards to our current graduation plans, um, our remote learning plan, and some other things related to where we currently stand here at MassAC Unit 1. Uh, once again, I'm joined by our superintendent, Jason Hayes. Hey, thanks, Tom. It's been a little while since we've done one of these. We've had uh, quite the, uh, I guess, turmoil would be the best word. I don't know. It's been a lot of volleyball, a lot of back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, last week was just kind of hit or miss. So we there was a lot of conflicting guidance uh, being thrown out there uh, by different uh, folks uh, from executive orders, uh, interpretations of executive orders, uh, the State Board of Education and the state superintendent sending out different information about graduation ceremonies. And in the mix, uh, we just kind of waited it out. And finally, uh, a lot of this was resolved Saturday, May 2nd. And I believe it was really uh, late in the afternoon on Saturday, May 2nd. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that until later in the day. Yeah, so it's uh, so we do have some uh, new information. Some of this is just uh, kind of repeated information, uh, just in case someone hasn't uh, heard some of the other uh, podcasts, just to make sure we're all on the same page. So it's kind of like, a, I guess, like the uh, reality TV shows. After every uh, commercial break, they, they bring you back up to speed. So that's kind of what we've got going on here. we got a little repeat again of some stuff, but then we do have some new information in here as well that just came out Saturday. Well, I'll, uh, I'll cover just kind of a recap here um, as far as our school year status goes. Um, again, uh, all in-person instruction has been suspended for the rest of the 2019-2020 school year, meaning that all school events and activities have also been suspended for the rest of the year, or school year. Um, all extracurricular activities have been canceled or postponed through the month of May. Um, that's kind of a, a recap on those events. Did you want to... Yeah, and you know, the um, IHSA for the high school sports did come out with a statement later uh, the week that we did our last podcast. Like it was uh, later in that week, and they decided that they were going to go ahead and cancel all spring seasons. They didn't um, eliminate uh, the possibility of maybe playing a game or two if things were lifted, but, of course, they haven't been. Since then, we found out that uh, stay-at-home orders through May now uh, in Illinois, which kind of prohibits anything like that. So... Uh, they've also postponed any summer conditioning camps, etc., which this will uh, potentially impact some of our uh, summertime work for the high school. We usually have a big, uh, Coach Hossman has a big FCA camp uh, that's usually coming up uh, in June, and as well as there's usually volleyball camps, basketball camps, etc., and then uh, also in June we usually have conditioning uh, for football I believe that usually gets underway. All that's been postponed for now. We'll just have to wait and see uh, what is lifted and what restrictions are lifted and when before we can kind of plan any of those things. So there, there is the potential that some of this stuff will impact fall sports because I know, uh, for example, football, you have to have so many contact days uh, of practice before you can actually play games. Uh, and there's other rules like that for some of those contact sports. So uh, we'll just have to wait this out and see. Uh, again, this changes, it seems like, every other day. Um, we get a little glimmer of hope, and we think things are going to start lining up, and then uh, 
that's squashed by more restrictions <laughs> and even heavier restrictions like we we have now. And just uh, just to note, I realize uh, this probably isn't applicable for most of you, but if anybody does have to go to the schools to get something, uh, we are under the same rules as all of the businesses in Illinois. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, I know there's some local businesses that may turn the other cheek or look the other way, but we're not allowed to do that since we get most of our funding from the state. So if you have to go to a building for any reason, we will need you to wear a mask, and uh, we've provided masks for our, our staff as well. So we fall under that. So um, kind of moving along, though, uh, we have uh, had a bit of graduation ceremony confusion with different ideas that we've had. Um, that kind of coincide with the current restrictions that we're under. Um, and so we're going to speak to that here. And uh, again, this, this really, a lot of this kind of boils down to these latest guidelines that we did receive on May the 2nd. Um, so just this past Saturday that uh, Jason has already uh, mentioned. Um, so do you want to talk about the kind of the, some of the confusion that's been uh, out there and this kind of our, you know, uh, where, where do we go from here as far as graduation is concerned? Yeah, so just to rewind a little bit, um, we we were waiting to see what May would look like before we made a, an official determination on graduation. We were hopeful that we might still get to have our normal graduation at some point. Uh, we learned later, uh, after we had started saying possibly moving it back, that um, there are uh, several graduates this year that are joining the armed forces and they were told that they have to leave uh, as early as June 2nd for basic training, and they've been told that basic training will not be delayed or postponed. Uh, so then uh, that kind of changed our, our uh, motivation to get something in in May because we, don't, we definitely don't want to leave these folks out, uh, these students. Uh, we're proud of the graduates going into our armed forces and serving our country. So that being said, we started making plans for uh, an individualized ceremony that would become uh, a virtual ceremony, if you will, kind of put together with a videographer. And uh, we, were, we had talked about it at the last board meeting last Monday night, a week ago today. The board uh, approved the plan that we had in place. Uh, we had some pretty stringent measures. We thought we had everything covered. And then on Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday last week, uh, the State Board of Education issued a statement sta stating that uh, basically everything we had planned was not legal and would not be tolerated, et cetera, et cetera. And so that kind of threw us into a little tailspin. Uh, we started talking to our school attorney and getting legal advice as well as a lot of other school districts. And I think a couple school districts even uh, threatened a lawsuit for the State Board of Education. So there was a lot of turmoil, confusion, which led to this document that was released May 2nd. And we can post this to the website. I'm sure you can find it out there. It's a joint document issued by both the Illinois State Board of Education and the Illinois Department of Public Health. So we are now back to the planning phase of the individualized ceremony at school, which is one of the four options they have given us. And uh, we have to be very stringent on the guidelines for this because, uh, for one, they almost didn't let us do this, uh, which um, would have left us with basically no options. And then two, uh, we definitely do not want to um, spread COVID-19 to anyone in the process. We feel like Honoring our graduates is the right thing to do, and we feel like we can do that safely, but we're going to need everyone's help with that. Uh, and we won't go into every detail, 
of the plan because that will be sent to our graduates and their families of, through Remind text messages and emails from the principal there at the high school. But I just wanted to reiterate that we do have to follow all of the guidelines given to us in this document. Uh, and uh, there are several uh, stringent uh, restrictions in place in this document. Uh, not only the number of people that could be there, but everyone has to wear a mask, except for the graduate when he's getting uh, he or she's getting their diploma picture. Uh, they can take it off for the picture so they don't have to have the mask on, etc. cetera. Uh, but everyone else would have to have a mask. Um, and uh, we have to keep everyone six feet apart, and we have to have staging areas, and we can't have people loitering in the parking lot, lining up, uh, you know, in long lines. So there are several things we're going to have to put into place, but we are now, um, we feel pretty confident that we will be allowed to do this individualized ceremony for the high school. And then after we kind of figure all that out, then we'll start talking about the junior high. So again, we'll, uh, we'll take and we'll get this document kind of posted along uh, with this podcast. Um, just again, it's a joint guidance regarding COVID-19 and school graduation ceremonies. And what our plan is, um, is described um, uh, a little bit in this document, but more specific instructions will be sent to the graduates um, and their parents. Um, yeah, I, I, Mr. Windhorse is working on that now just to make sure we have uh, everything covered, and it is kind of stringent, so there, it, it's probably overkill, but again, um, we're trying just to do the best we can to honor our graduates and keep everybody safe, so uh, for all those parents uh, and guardians out there that will be helping their graduate with this, please... Uh, Please help us by abiding by these rules because there are there are people watching and there are some local uh, agencies that have already told us they would uh, definitely step in if we do not abide by these. And so we don't want to uh, we don't want that to happen. We don't want to get uh, <laughs> crossways with anybody here. Uh, we're just trying to do the best we can. And I, I know our uh, parents will help us out with that. But we just just want to reiterate that these are all coming from the state, the State Board of Education, the Illinois Department of Public Health, the governor himself. Uh, again, these are not our rules. We're just trying to follow them so that we can actually do something to honor our graduates. So if you could help us out with that, that would be great. And those of you who are parents, you'll be receiving those instructions individualized to you with an individualized time and schedule and the whole nine yards. So. Um, kind of moving along, but still in the same breadth of graduation, um, based on executive order and uh, some emergency rules, we actually have eased some state requirements yeah. in regards to graduation. And this came out um, April 27th, so this was uh, last week as well, I guess. Um, everything's kind of bleeding together here on me, so uh, I apologize if we've talked about this a little bit, but the... The state did come out, uh, the state board relaxed some requirements as well as the governor himself. There are several state mandates that uh, students are required to fulfill in order to get a high school diploma in Illinois. Uh, and they are different in Illinois than they are in Kentucky and other states. Uh, for example, the state forces our uh, students to pass a government constitution test for both the U.S. and the Illinois Constitution. And a lot of states do not do that. So a lot of these things have been relaxed, and that's one example. Uh, typically, um, a, lot of, a lot of school districts save the constitution test till the end of the school year or close to the end um, for the seniors, 
and uh, we uh, I don't know that we do that but we do have uh, different times we do the Illinois Constitution in the US and so they have waived that uh, graduates don't have to do that now because they may or may not have been able to do that and there's other things for example uh, you have to have four years of language arts well obviously our seniors didn't get four years of language arts this year because they were cut short one quarter uh, so they lacked that and several other graduation requirements essentially the state of Illinois has allowed us to graduate our seniors as long as they fulfilled everything up to the end of the third quarter, which is where we were when we had to stop going to school. So I think uh, all of our graduates are in good shape, and the only ones that would not be were the ones that already weren't in good standing prior to that. So I think we're in, nothing that's gone on remotely will keep them from graduating unless they just don't turn anything in. We do have to have that complete just to fulfill that credit for the fourth quarter, um, but we don't have to have an actual physical grade um, like we would have uh, if they would not have relaxed these rules. So yeah, we're all operating under that complete or incomplete policy. So right. and we've, we have discussed that previous uh, previously, but again, if there are any questions, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to your uh, building administrator. Yeah, I probably should say that the only thing that is a little different are the dual credit and uh, some of the AP stuff that, uh, some of that stuff falls under the community college guidelines, those dual credit classes, and some of them have to continue giving letter grades because the college requires it. So uh, any student enrolled in those, the rules may be a little different for you. But as far as our, as all the other courses like U.S. history, U.S. government, of algebra, whatever math class you might be in, pre-calc uh, or biology, chemistry, etc. All those classes, as long as they were in good shape in the third quarter and they turn in their work and get a complete, uh, not an incomplete, then they're in good shape. And I think our seniors are pretty, pretty solid on that right now. So that did come out last week. Those requirements have been uh, basically lightened up or lessened for the fourth quarter essentially and uh, all of those graduates will receive the same high school diploma that they would have if none of this happened so uh, moving along um the thing we've, we've already talked about this uh, a few times over is our remote learning plan again this is posted to the website um, we do have our timeline collection and distribution uh, we are in our uh, packet three our, our, our third and final phase if you will and it's kind of hard to believe that uh, next Friday, uh, not this Friday, but next Friday, May 15th, is uh, technically the last day of student instruction. Um, so if you were to tell either of us that at the beginning of this year that we would actually have May 15th as the final day of school and not actually have any of our buildings open, um, I, I think we'd both say that you were crazy. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, That's the quote from Christmas Vacation. Uh, I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, Something uh, like that. It's, but here we are. So Friday, May 15th is technically, it is the last day of student instruction. Um, the actual last day of school for the district, if you will. Um, and we do have a staff improvement day that we're, that we're doing Monday, May 18th, virtually. Um, uh, or however we... Well, that remains to be seen, but I, I will interrupt if I can there. Just uh, do want a, a quick shout out to all the parents and students doing all this remote work. Uh, the response has been um, awesome. I mean, uh, nothing short of awesome. We can't, I, you know, I, there were a lot of people that thought uh, nobody's going to turn anything in. Why are you doing this? This is a waste of time. Um, and we've been trying to communicate why we're doing this and the goal behind the remote learning, which is simply to minimize that learning loss that normally happens in the summertime. 
and the response has been really overwhelming. Now there are there are a handful uh, that we're still trying to get packets in from and and so on, but the vast majority of everyone has turned in work, which means at the very least students have been attending to school work and hopefully not losing as much as they would have been if they didn't. So I think uh, we owe a big thanks to our parents and uh, guardians and all those people, aunts, uncles, whoever probably worked with their with our students at home. The remote learning thing I think has been a huge challenge for us. Uh, we've talked about that a lot, but I know it's also been a huge challenge for parents and uh, we're really really thankful the, for getting all the work that we are getting in because that's just going to make it easier on all of us, uh, students included, when we do get to return to school. Uh, the more work that they can do, uh, the more books they can read over the summer, etc., that's just going to make it easier on them uh, when we return, hopefully in August, hopefully on time. Uh, and those students that do nothing at all, they're going to have a hard time uh, when we come back because they will essentially have had two summer breaks off back to back, which has never happened before uh, and that's a huge learning loss or the potential for a huge learning loss so again thank you for all the work we're getting in uh, please continue to work and uh, let's get those last packets in on may 15th uh, and then you can take a break uh, students i know there's been a lot of work thrown at you you guys can take a break as well uh, but over the summer if you can try to continue reading i think the one thing you can do is continue reading and continuing practicing math those are the two big ones uh, there's a lot of learning loss in the area of mathematics because it's such a linear type of uh, subject where you build on top of previously learned material and those building blocks, if some of those are missing, that foundation erodes and you kind of go back to square one and start over. So uh, anything you can do, uh, whether it's Khan Academy and Tom, you probably know some yeah, other we'll, good uh, examples. Um, we'll just keep our distance websites, distance.massac.org, and it's full of resources, uh, Khan Academy, if you will, and a lot of other things that we that we utilize um, here at Massac, and um, everything is free, you know, and that's that's the one thing I lo I've loved about seeing things like Khan Academy grow over the years, all sorts of videos, all sorts of different topics. Um, they're even starting to delve into things that weren't just math, you know, so... Um, there's other other area subject areas in there as well. Again, it's 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 out there. The nice thing about that is it, you can kind of work at your own pace. Uh, look back and kind of reflect on areas that you know maybe uh, students been struggling with, and then then go back and okay, hey, I'm gonna work on this area. And then we have other things on there too. Uh, you know, maybe someone just wants to pick up and mess around with uh, computer coding. There's other things like that on there as well. I've always been a big proponent of code.org. Um, so that's that's on there and, and a lot of other uh, websites uh, so whether whether it's things that we're doing now or in the summer certainly recommend you know don't spend all day doing it but hey pop on there for a few minutes a day and it, it, it will certainly help as we hopefully come back um, in the fall so yeah and just to reiterate this final packet that's due May 15th that'll be the end of anything that we're trying to get you to turn in or or provide evidence of, of the work anything you do after that uh, it's totally on your own. We're just encouraging uh, students and parents to continue doing something, even through some of the summer months, and not every day. But obviously, if you can continue working on some math skills and reading books, those are the two main things. And uh, and all of us, I think, could stand to do a little more of that, including myself. I'm setting aside more time to read, um, and that's something I think we can all try to do now, especially this summer. If who knows what it's going to look like, what's going to be open, but uh, there should be ample time to do some reading. Uh, and that will only help. Again, this is all just to, to help us in the future. 
to help the students in the future so it's not such a drastic, uh, you know, shock when we get back to regular school, which we do plan to do someday. We'll get there. We hope. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I do want to uh, kind of shift again. Uh, we've talked about this before in terms of things that we generally have to uh, wrap up the year, lunch mm-hmm. bills, fees, um, and then book collection, that sort of thing. So these aren't anything that uh, are brand new. This is our typical end of the year thing that you know we're still having to abide by. So yeah, I should point out again, and we've said this before, but I think there are, there are some confused parents out there, and it's understandable given everything that's going on right now, but the lunch bills that we are sending out are bills that were uh, that accumulated from August until March 16th. Nothing that has gone on after the uh, dismissal of school on March 16th, all the meals that we've been delivering, none of those, we're not charging for any of those. Yeah, so, every single meal from May, or March 16th on uh, currently has been free, So or March 17th on. March 17th, yeah. So any bill that you receive would be for lunches that were are for a la carte items or whatever they may be from August until our some schools they've already sent those August through December bills and this would just be January through March but just know that that's none of that has to do with anything that we're doing now as far as the delivery of meals uh, and there has been some confusion on that and we've received a few phone calls asking well why are you asking me to pay for these meals I thought they were free everything we're sending out now is free uh, so just know that and, and please tell uh, your neighbors or anyone you come in contact with uh, because if they do get a lunch bill we don't want them to be upset uh, and think that uh, the money that are the meals we're sending home now are, are being charged for they're not and then also if there's uh, I know there's some we we understand that folks are having a hard time right now uh, some folks aren't working and so on so if you're having trouble paying that bill please just reach out to your building principal and we'll set up something and we'll work with you we just have to close our books out uh, like Tom said every year June 30th is the end of our fiscal year so everything has to be accounted for and done by June 30th and then we start all over July 1 so uh, that's why we're wrapping this stuff up yeah and so regardless of you know you know the, the crazy times we're living in right now there are certain things we still have to do and uh, reporting procedures accounting procedures and so forth so that that's it that's the whole reason why we're just trying to reach out and and do those basic end of the year things that we always do. Um, and then uh, again, uh, any of these lunch bills uh, can be mailed to the school. Um, our online portal is open again. Um, and those yeah. addresses for the schools are located on the main page, generally at the bottom um, of our school websites. And I should also point out, uh, due to concerns about uh, contamination and the virus and everything, uh, we will be sending out report cards, uh, the final report cards as well, like we normally do at the end of the year. They're going to look a little different because we we have to deal with this fourth quarter differently, obviously. And I'm not sure how that's going to be treated in our system. But uh, the important part is you will get a report card for the end of the year uh, and showing that this is a complete year. Nobody's going to have to uh, redo a year just because we didn't go to school in the fourth quarter. Uh, however, we we do plan to send those out electronically because of the circumstances and everything involved. We don't plan on having uh, parents come in and pick those report cards up or mailing them out uh, because of the paper issue. Uh, we're just going to try to do it electronically. Um, and Tom, there's a way they can uh, set up their email through AMA, right? Yeah, on our district website, we have an AMA section and linked off of there, 
Um, and many people have already done it, but there's a form you can fill out and uh, we will get your credentials set uh, to you within a day or two. Um, you know, generally a lot quicker than that. But, um, you know, we, we will have uh, that options been open all year. So if you haven't done so already, feel free to do that and it will be able to connect you to all of your students' um, accounts and then you can check their grades, report cards, and so forth. And we know a lot of you have already done that, so there's no need to do it again. If you've already done that and you receive emails through our online student system called ALMA, A-L-M-A, uh, then you're good to go. So if you're already receiving those emails, you don't have to do anything. But if you haven't set up your email address through our, our ALMA system, that would be a great thing to do in the next week or two um, because probably starting the third or last week of May, we'll be uh, sending those report cards, those final report cards out electronically uh, just to wrap up the school year. And once you're in there, you're in there. So as even as your student moves on up through grade level to a new teacher or even to a new school like the junior high or high school, uh, that will go with the student. Am I right in saying that, Tom? Mm -hmm. So That's correct. Once you get your email in there, that'll be just one more form of communication we can utilize. And uh, I know that's a lot easier on me than phone calls these days, and, and we rely on email for the majority of our mm -hmm. communication. So just uh, if you can take, what does it take, maybe three, five minutes? Not even. It's um, just it's real quick. Uh, it's a real quick little form we have out there. Just asking for a couple little pieces of information um, as long as that's filled out. And we just have to verify it on our end. It's not automatic, um, you know, because every once in a while we do get, um, you know, some, <laughs> some interesting requests for, for – From a high school student. Yeah, so, yeah. but we uh, – and, and that's a good – I'm glad you said that. Uh, if, if a student does request it, their information will automatically be sent to their student account um, instead of a personal account just based on how the system operates because we can – um, do some other interesting things with our system in terms of tying them, things in with Google Classroom and other things that we've discussed. But for students, it all wrap, wraps around their student.massac.org account. Um, but for parents, um, any email is fine. Um, so again, just uh, again, visit our district website, massac.org, uh, check out the Alma section, and then there's information on there for that. And we'll, uh, we can talk about this through social media as well, just kind of a reminder, yeah. hey, if you haven't already done this. Um, so We should probably, we'll probably send out a remind for all you parents out there uh, so if some one of your friends or if you know somebody that doesn't want to listen to this podcast, that's understandable. We'll send out a remind text and, and try to get the information on how to sign up for that because that is going to be important this year because we're, uh, we're going to the electronic uh, delivery for so many things now because of the COVID issues and the potential contamination issues. So uh, just know that that's uh, one of the things we're planning on doing. We're planning on sending those final report cards out and a lot of a lot of our um, information is going to become electronic uh, from this point on, and I, I just think that's something that's probably just going to stick with us. And like we've talked about these remote learning days, uh, I, I think that this is something the governor's already said it, but uh, they're going to try to rely on these types of learning days moving forward whenever we can't have school. And I really think you'll see an end to snow days, and even like when we we've had flood days down here, uh, and even ice storm days. Uh, I think yeah. uh, a lot of those days will be a thing of the past and it'll become some kind of remote learning situation, which other states have already been doing for a long time now. Uh, so that's just something to know about. And a lot of this communication, it'll be really more important in the future uh, to get your email into our system if you're a parent and have a student going up through the grades in MassEC Unit 1. So. So uh, moving on, we've, we've uh, kind of already uh, touched on this a tad, but um, our school campuses um, are open and there are restrictions. 
Um, again, per executive order, we've talked about that. Again, please uh, follow every social distancing protocol um, that has been publicized uh, time and time and again. Uh, it's out there. Um, but, you know, so just uh, be very mindful. Um, is there anything that you wanted to kind yeah, of add I, to that? Yeah, I just wanted to add that we did have to close one of our gates to our track at the high school. The track is not closed. It may appear to be so, but we had some uh, folks driving all the way down to the track and even onto the track. So we had to close like the uh, vehicle entrance, but you can still get to the track and use it. And we want you to do that. We just need you to stay six feet apart and, you know, the whole nine yards. Uh, but it is still available. So we just wanted to throw that out there because at first glance, you may think it's closed. But we just had to close the uh, the vehicle entrance because uh, some people were abusing that entrance. <laughs> so we're, But we're still trying to make do and make sure things are still, you know, somewhat available. Um, again, just, you know, follow protocols with uh, social dis- uh, distancing and so forth. And I think we'll all be good on there. Um, uh, before we wrap up, uh, positive notes. Again, we're going to hit uh, this one more time, our senior spotlight. Uh, again, every day we have a handful of uh, seniors that are uh, spotlighted uh, uh, through uh, by our uh, school counseling uh, team over at uh, the high school. And uh, we've started to collect those over the last several weeks um, to a 2020 senior spotlight page that uh, we linked off our district website. Um, so you'll see those kind of circulate through social media. I've seen them reshared on Facebook, uh, re- shared on Twitter time and time again. And it's just a, another good way, you know, in the times that we're in right now to highlight all the great things that our seniors have accomplished um, that we know that they will accomplish uh, moving forward uh, once they're, um, you know, officially out of Massac County High School. Um, so we just really wanted to, uh, you know, again, thanks, thanks to our uh, counselors and, and everyone else that's you know, put the work in behind and getting those together because um, it really has been a nice thing to see. So, yeah, and I think we're down to one more day. So I think we almost have the entire senior class on there. There may be a few that we because uh, I think they've been trying to gather the information. You know, they've done a lot of this after the students have even left, uh, as as far as you know, getting some pictures and different things. And some of the students had to. Had to even take some pictures, I think, uh, because the the senior pictures haven't all been finished. And this COVID thing has really interrupted the seniors' lives, and we understand that. We feel for our seniors. Uh, the high school, um, I guess it was the multimedia department and uh, principal uh, put together a nice little slideshow. I think it was shared on Facebook about our seniors. Uh, has a lot of uh, all. It has every senior in it, and then some some things about them. And then of course these. Uh, Senior spotlight photos also have future plans, all the things they've accomplished while they're in high school, where they're planning on going. And we encourage uh, parents to send those and share those with family members. Uh, Feel free to download them. They're not restricted. You could probably download them and then upload them to Walgreens or other photo places and print out some pictures if you want to keep it as a keepsake. And uh, we'll add those final seniors probably tomorrow. And then if there are any, um, you know, that come in after that, we'll just keep updating that. But they're all on there or will be soon on that senior spotlight. And that slideshow you mentioned, uh, you can also go to the high school website, mchs.massac.org, and it's uh, kind of right there front and center. Um, and it is really nice. They did a really great job about putting that together. Um, so if you haven't already checked that out, please you know, please do so. Um, and then uh, I'll touch on this just for a few seconds. Uh, a couple weeks ago, kind of been working on uh, getting some uh, drive-up Wi-Fi access. 
Um, it, it was already existent. It was already there to a point, uh, certain spots weaker than others. So I've been working on making that a bit stronger. Um, you know, we're kind of at the mercy of uh, certain things and trying to, you know, get these uh, situated correctly and, and good access. So um, we do have free drive up Wi-Fi access at some of our buildings uh, that's listed on our district website as well. And we are entering the home stretch here the last couple of weeks with our uh, meal delivery uh, program, which has, has been nothing short of amazing with all those involved uh, between uh, cafeteria, um, our, our teachers and uh, teachers aides and a bunch of other uh, staff that we cannot thank enough for their tremendous uh, work and support for our uh, students uh, with this service. Um, do we have any updated numbers? Yeah, I was just looking while you were talking there. We don't have the most up-to-date numbers uh, because we still have a few that haven't reported in from Friday. Um, probably because it was Friday. <laughs> so <laughs> happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that happens. But we'll get those in. But even without those numbers, we're over forty-four thousand meals delivered so far, uh, which is phenomenal uh, to me. That our cooks and our bus drivers and staff volunteers have handed out over 44,000 meals. Uh, by the end of this week, we'll be pushing 50,000. Uh, and then next week, of course, is our last week. And I just want to reiterate, we've had some concerns from parents, and we, we understand that this program uh, was meant, the whole intent of this program was to try to get the students up to the normal end of school so that students and parents weren't having to come up with meals that they normally wouldn't have had to come up with if COVID-19 wouldn't have happened. So this program does run out after our last day of school and we're not moving on into the summer. However, there are other programs out there that normally happen in the summer and there'll probably be some new ones I'm expecting this year to help out, to help those folks that still need meals. We understand that there's still gonna be a need. All The intent of this program was simply to get through the end of the year so that uh, the need would be the normal need. It would be the normal summer months and not this double time period. So that's the intent of this program. So we do have this week and next week, uh, I guess those are the last two weeks, right? That'll yep. bring us to May yep. 15th, which is the last day of school for students um, this school year, which is early, but we didn't have uh, hardly any snow days and we didn't take our spring break. And so it just uh, cut several days off the end, I guess eight altogether. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been, uh, we would have been ending in later in May, May 20th. It still would have been an early year for us, but now it's even earlier. But I just wanted to kind of explain that. So this meal program is simply to fill that void between March 17th and May 15th. And then hopefully there'll be other programs and we'll try to get people in touch with those programs I've heard of uh, different organizations and charity groups, uh, some uh, sorority groups even in town that are, are planning to do some things. So hopefully that there'll still be some people to help folks out over the summer. Uh, however, this meal program will end with the last day of school. So I just want to try to, I mean, we understand the need's not just going to go away, but the intent of this program was just to get us to that end of school. So, so um, and th that about wraps everything up. Do we have anything else you wanted to touch on before we sign off for today? Uh, I don't, you know, there's probably something else that we were supposed to cover, but I don't remember. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll be back. My, yeah, my, my page is blank, so I have nothing. <laughs> um, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Um, and again, uh, we will post uh, more updates to our social media and our website. So if there's anything else that we haven't discussed here, uh, please, you know, follow along there. And we will do our best to communicate through our regular channels, uh, through parents and students of the remind. 
um, and an email through Alma and so forth. So yeah, and thanks again to everyone that's helping out. Uh, you know, Tom said it, but our, our our cooks and our bus drivers and staff volunteers are just doing an amazing job. It's not even really part of their job, but uh, feeding the community and, and students, and we just thank them. And if you see any of those folks, please help us thank them. And also the parents and guardians that are working through this remote learning stuff. Uh, you know, I, I get, I feel your frustration. So uh, I know it's not been an easy task, and uh, we do appreciate all the work that you've done and help that you've given your students and uh, just trying to provide a schedule and a time and place for them to do schoolwork when they're at home has been huge. So we do appreciate all that. We're doing the best we can, and then hopefully we'll have some better news next time, uh, things opening up or, you know, at some point we should get some guidance on the summer, uh, anything that happens in the summer as far as extracurricular stuff, and we'll update you with that. And then hopefully at some point uh, the governor will announce uh, and the state board about next year and we're hopeful that we'll start on time and we already have a school calendar I believe it's linked to the uh, the website yeah, it's on the there. calendar section yep. yeah it's under the calendar section of our page and uh, that is our plan for now and then we'll just have to wait and see well thanks again for joining us and have a great day thank you <laughs>